Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the advent of Netflix has really changed the equation as it pertains to, to broadcasting. And, and obviously, I mean, that speaks to the existence of the Internet itself, right? I mean, Netflix is an Internet service. So what, what constitutes a broadcaster these days in terms of, of television? I mean, there's the old over-the-air way of getting television. There's the cable way of getting television. And there's the Internet way of getting television. Is Netflix a website? Is Netflix a broadcaster? Are these becoming increasingly meaningless terms? I mean, ultimately, it's about creating content and getting your content to people in various forms, right? The way they prefer to uh, digest that, that content. But given that it involves the Internet, it seems as though trying to regulate it the way we did, you know, when there were just four channels uh, going out over the air. I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a different kind of universe. So is it possible? So Netflix has certainly dominated the streaming side of things for, for some time. That, that's going to change considerably in the coming years. Uh, this week, Apple rolled out uh, its plans for a streaming service. Disney's looking to do the same. And my goodness, the amount of content that Disney's consolidating under its roof is pretty considerable. And others are doing the same thing. And it may get to a point where individual broadcasters are simply offering their own streaming service. And people can kind of pick and choose which streaming services they wish to subscribe to. Or broadcasters will find other streaming services to, to latch on to and ensure that their content is, is on that particular platform. So things are changing dramatically. What does it mean for Canadian content? Was the idea of regulating Canadian content becoming obsolete? Is it still possible in this new era? Well, the group Friends of Canadian Broadcasting thinks so. And they say all that's missing is the political will to do it. Joining us to talk more about it is Daniel Bernhardt. He is Executive Director of Friends of Canadian Broadcasting. Friends.ca is the website. Daniel, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Uh, it's a pleasure, Rob. All right. Well, what do you make of this? And we got some pretty big names getting into the streaming realm, Apple and, and Disney, maybe more to come. So what, what kind of challenges does this pose, do you think? Well, I mean, I think it's definitely a fascinating intervention from Apple, who clearly realizes that there is uh, money to be made, not just in hardware, but also in these valuable cultural industries. And for me and for the friends and for our 364,000 supporters across Canada, including uh, many in Calgary, the salient fact here is that foreign digital broadcasters are not actually regulated as broadcasters under the Broadcasting Act. So they have none of the obligations that Canadian broadcasters have, uh, no obligation to contribute uh, to the financing of Canadian content and other uh, similar obligations. And so this is just going to be another example of a big Silicon Valley player entering the Canadian market and uh, consumer dollar shifting from regulated broadcasters who contribute to our country and tell our story um, towards unregulated broadcasters that take our money out of the country, make no contribution, and have no obligation to tell our story. So I think it's it's an interesting move for Apple, but I think a troubling one. It definitely um, speaks to the need for us to 
update our broadcasting regulations, and uh, it's incumbent on the CRTC to do that as quickly as possible. Well, so how do we distinguish between a broadcaster and a network, Is or rather in a website? Is, is YouTube.com a website, or is YouTube a broadcaster? Uh, according to the Broadcasting Act, um, the technology that's involved is, is not relevant. A broadcast is just a, um, a, a transmission of a moving image or speech um, from one to many. Uh, so YouTube is a broadcaster under the Broadcasting Act. The CRTC, though, has an exception for digital broadcasters. It basically said, uh, we don't know how to deal with these. And so it um, has exempted them from, from the requirements of licensing. Uh, the problem is, is that they made that exemption in the 90s, uh, in another century, quite literally, and, and have maintained it to this day. So uh, YouTube is a broadcaster. Spotify is a broadcaster. Um, that is very clear under the law. The difference is that they are exempt broadcasters. So how do we regulate that? I mean, how, how do we mandate Canadian content on the Internet? Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good. Um, it's a very good question, and I think it also um, is, you know, one that the CRGC is better prepared to answer. Ultimately, some form of uh, contribution is required that is appropriate to the business model. So maybe it's a portion of revenues that goes towards the Canadian Media Fund for other Canadian creators to um, to, to finance um, to finance you know our own stories. Um, maybe in the case of a studio like Netflix, it's just saying, hey, if you want to do business here, you've got to spend a certain amount of your Canadian revenues producing shows in Canada uh, that are about Canada, not just you know Toronto dressed up as New York. So there are different ways of doing this depending on the business models. And I, I don't think that's the hard part. Um, I think the will to uh, to act is uh, is what's missing now. Well, Netflix, uh, for example, and, and they've certainly talked about the amount that they are spending on uh, Canadian programming, uh, and it's a considerable amount of money they're, they're investing in that. There is Canadian content available via Netflix, uh, and they say they're doing so because it's what Canadians want to see. So if Canadians want to see Canadian content, won't that take care of itself? Well, I would hope that... Um you know, the reason why uh, uh, you don't run red lights is not because you think that other people wouldn't like it, but because it's against the law. Um, there, If we simply say that our cultural policy should be whatever Netflix decides to give us, then we're really giving up uh, a large degree of our own autonomy um, to a foreign company that, whose only interest is economic. So, you know, we've had uh, Canadian content rules in place for generations. The Junos were just a couple weeks ago. There is a huge um, pantheon of Canadian stars in the music industry, largely because of bold actions that Canadian regulators took in the 1970s to tell radio stations, you got to play Canadian music. And at the time, there wasn't that much famous Canadian music, but an industry emerged around it. So we've seen in the past these these laws are successful. Netflix is making uh, shows in Canada, but it's not. Uh, it would not otherwise uh, qualify as Canadian content. So this is um, what we call location production or service production, where they come to Canada because the currency is cheaper, and they make shows that could be in set in the states by American actors, um, American writers. America, they own the rights, etc. So that's that's not really a Canadian content. It's on a story about us. It doesn't feature a Canadian um, writer or author or performers or directors or any of those things. They're just using it because we're cheaper. Uh, you know, it's 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 good for the economy, and if that's what makes sense for them, then we welcome them uh, to be here. But it would be good if the government uh, enforced the same rules that they enforced on all of the broadcasters and said. 
a portion of this has to qualify as meaningfully Canadian content, as Canadian stories. That's the price of doing business here. You have to make a contribution just like everybody else. So it's not so much then about about taxing them. It's about regulating what it is they're broadcasting. I think the idea is that every broadcaster should be treated the same. So, you know, um, when you uh, pay for your cable bill, uh, you pay sales tax on that cable bill. You should pay the same sales tax to Netflix. When you um, have a broadcaster that is uh, American, that's, you know, working in, in uh, the Canadian market, um, you know, the, the cable companies have to make sure that there is equivalent amount of Canadian content, you know, subject to the rules. The same should be true on a service like Netflix. And Apple is, is, is the same. These large you know, they're basically behaving like cable companies now. Cable companies are pretty highly regulated, and they're regulated for a reason. So all we're calling for is for the same rules to be applied to all players in the system. Uh, nothing more, nothing less, nothing punitive against Netflix or any other Internet broadcaster, um, simply that they're treated in the same way as the other players in the system. And if there are peculiarities about their business model that mean that certain provisions won't apply, then, you know, we should, we should find... Um, a way for them to contribute that works with the way that they do business. I don't think that's um, going to be overly onerous. All right. Well, certainly some challenges ahead on this front. More at friends.ca. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Uh, pleasure, Rob. Thank you. Right, there's Daniel Bernard, Executive Director of Friends of Canadian Broadcasting. Uh, their call for the federal government to, to get involved here, it seems as though the, the government is reluctant to do so. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.